One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. Every episode we can discuss as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where all of its box office profits will be used to fund revolutionary hip surgery. Hip surgery? Surgery. He's this guy, he's this doctor in Eastern Europe who's really good at fixing hips, to bring Andy Murray back. I just want him back, John. I want him back. He's not even gone yet and I want him back. I'm Joel, a man who puts the core in freshly cut lawn tennis court, and across from me is John Harris, a man who used to live just metres away from the green, green lawns of Wimbledon, but refused to engage in the so-called sport, declaring it a silly game for men and women in tight shorts. All of that's true, but now I'm immediately going to go back on it and say, yeah, not that we're a serious podcast, but fair play to Andy Murray. And if you if you don't like Andy Murray because he's his personality type isn't your then kind your of personality type is the one I don't yeah. want to like. Just because you've got a dry sense of humour, you think he's not a sports personality. Anyway, I've anyway. loved I've loved I've loved Andy Murray since day one. I'm, a, so, I'm a big Andy Murray. I think fan. he's really funny. I think, I think he's, he's the best. I anyway, love him so much. Oh, Andy, I'm sorry, Andy. Love tennis so much. It's great. But we're not here for tennis. You should listen to the tennis podcast for that. And they'll probably do a similar plug. They'll start talking about made-up films. And they'll be like, hang on. During the Australian Open. Yeah. <laughs> John, we're here to pitch films. Yeah. Do you want one from me? Uh, no, I want one from me. This one's from <laughs> this one's from Millie. Oh, yeah. John Harris Must Die. <laughs> uh, is that your script or is that a note you found <laughs> under your pillow? <laughs> so, for the record, Millie is uh, is my girlfriend. Yeah. And she I... just shouts this at you. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah. She, like, like, she doesn't know about this podcast. <laughs> She's like, I was like, yeah, like the film John Tucker Must Die. And she was like, what? <laughs> um, what? What does she have in her hand when she said this? Which kind of? <laughs> bread knife. Oh, oh, horrible way to go. Yeah. The thing about a bread knife, the thing about, because the bread knife is you're using for cutting bread. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, if you've got like a sourdough or something that's not got a lot of give to it, there's a lot of slipping around going and you can, I would say it's one of the. You're most like I bet you most finger cuts come from a bread knife. Mm. Yeah, my sister cut the top of her finger off cutting a bagel when we were children. I don't think a bread knife is involved. I heard on another podcast recently an observation that was so closely aligned to my own real life. It was the most acutely brilliant piece of observational comedy ever about bread knives. Okay. Uh, that's it. No, um, it you was need to the, shout out the podcast. It was the, the tennis podcast. I can't re- no, I can't remember <laughs> what podcast it was. It was the tennis podcast. Um, they never talk about tennis on that podcast. No, I keep listening. <laughs> the, the observation was that. Um, their parents' house, I feel like it might have been Nishikuma, their parents' house has no sharp knives in it because they've owned them forever. 
Yeah. And the, so, so the sharpest knife that can do any cutting they have is the bread knife, which they just use for everything. Yeah. So I they think they carve might... meat with a bread knife and stuff. My girlfriend's parents do the same thing. The only knife with any resistance is the bread knife. Yeah. I used to do hilarious jokes where I'd just rub their knives against my arteries. <laughs> Not with them. Yeah, it's a classic um, gag, isn't it? I would say I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a limb and suggest that it was probably from the off menu podcast. And I think you might be right. The Christmas Good episode. Pod. It might be the Christmas. Yeah, because that would not make sense about the carving about. meat. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we're not 100 percent sure on this, but if that's right, we've correctly credited. It. If not, uh, sue us. Um, <laughs> uh, John Harris must die. Yeah, I watch it. Well, well, thanks. Does he die? Does John right? John Tucker must die is about an adulterous man, and then yeah. they take it to the extreme. He's a real, he's a real player and a ladies' man. So we're gonna have to really change the um, <laughs> the, the plot of the film to suit you. Well, but then I could they the reason that you could be trying to kill me is for different reasons. I don't. It doesn't have to. Draw be, a list. Yeah, draw a list. <laughs> it doesn't have to because be. we normally sort of record for about a forty minutes. So <laughs> fit many more films in there. Yeah. So John Harris must. It's the must, isn't it? It's not like will die or could die. Yeah. I don't think I assume John Tucker doesn't actually die. I think they just get uh, revenge and publicly humiliate him, which for you is a fate worse than death. I think, yeah, the idea of knowing that most people don't like me would be worse than death. Oh, yeah. that's bleak. Um, that's, that's one of the, hmm. that's the bleakest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, hmm. Anyway, so I assume because we're like, you know, working on exaggerated stereotypes of people and stuff. So my my death would be in some way neuroses based. Yep. Or, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You like hand sanitize your, you, you dissolve your own skin with hand sanitizer. Yeah. I'm in a lift. And you're too awkward to tell someone about it. I'm in a broken lift with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> you just die. <laughs> I don't even kill myself. I literally just die. You're in a broken, how about this? You're in a lift at a hospital full of doctors, right? And, yeah. and you, and you're eating pork scratchings and you start choking on one, but you're too embarrassed to tell a doctor that you're choking on a pork <laughs> scratching that you choked to death in the lift. Yeah, I can go for that. Mm. Weird, that'd be a weird film to watch. <laughs> is it just you and the day building up? You buy the por- the pork scratches are like Chekhov's gun, right? You buy them at the start of the film. Oh, lovely! And, they're, and then they're just and they we never see them again until you choke on one of the. No, I think every sequence ends with a shot of the pork scratches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like bits where you almost forget them and you go back to get them and stuff. And if you hadn't gone back to get the pork scratches, you never would have died. I love it. This podcast is sponsored by Pork Scratchings. <laughs> Mm, delicious. Uh, do you want one from me? Yes, please. So Jenny got in touch to say that um, that really rubbish Stan and Ollie and Holmes and Watson suggestion from last week was really rubbish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was my suggestion, I think. So Stan and Ollie, but it's skateboarding slapstick. Oh. Like an Ollie. Oh, yeah, I can go for that. That's pretty good, isn't I it? I can go for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No is, it, do. is it one of Laurel and Hardy skateboarding? I don't know which one's Stan and which one's Ollie. Oh, mate! Yeah, my, my Laurel and Hardy knowledge is Stan not good. Laurel is the thin one. Okay. Is that, yeah, that's a nice, that's an all right way to identify them. That's how they identify themselves. I think that's fine. How you else said he's you, the thin else, one as how opposed else would to. You identify them? And the other one's the larger one. Yeah, so Stan and Ollie. So it's, they basically invent skateboarding. Oh, cool. So for one it, of their films. So they have to, they're like removal men or something, and they have to get things from one place to another quickly. quickly. And they invent the skateboard. Like when Marty McFly invents the skateboard in the 50s. Is that what happens? There, he goes back in time, yeah. and there's like kids scooting on these weird scooters that are basically a skateboard with a stick attached to the front, and he that, breaks the stick off. He's, he's so like, cool. "Kid, give me this!" and he kicks the stick off, and he skates around. Oh, he's so yeah, cool! And I get a big erection. Your fa- one of your favorite films, if not the right? Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, 
I would. I, I'm looking forward to the slapstick involved. With I assume that they have to transport a large pane of glass across a road while skateboarding, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course. The uh, like in those days. And then the, the classic visual gag there, right, is that they're they're both on a skateboard, yeah, with a pane of glass between them, yeah, and something comes down the road and it just passes through them. They never pick the pane of glass up. Wait, what? So you think they've got a pane of glass in their hands? Uh... They're at either end of the pane of glass. <laughs> They're skating across the road and someone's cycling down. You're like, oh, no, they're going to hit the pane of glass. And they cycle right through and the guys are like, oh, we left the bloody pane of glass back the other side of the road. Lovely. That's good, isn't That's it? That's good. I like it's it. It's a good visual gag. Have you it seen... reminds me of a sketch I once did at a Christian <laughs> summer camp. Anyway, what were you going to say? <laughs> uh, listen to the end for the story of the Christian summer camp. Great. Great tease. Um, oh, it just You know it would be good because in those days, like from, from like the you know chaplain... Uh, days all the way to there. Buster the Keaton talkies. was he another one of the big guys. Buster Keaton is the man. And yeah. I'd forgotten his name for a second there, and I was really big Keats. I was really disappointed because people talk about Chaplin, but Keaton's the guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what you're saying? Fuck Chaplin. That's exactly that what you're saying. That's the internet, isn't it? Yeah. I, I just said Keaton's the man, and now you're like John oh, Harris yeah. says fuck <laughs> Chaplin. Yeah. So um, yeah, and you know that it would all be like practically made effects, even if it's people pretending to hold a pane of glass. Yeah, and you, I would love it. I love practical effects. Have you seen... Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. The Buster Keaton one where the, the house falls on. Oh, amazing. And then Steve McQueen remade it for some reason. Yeah. Weird. Anyway. <laughs> Which Steve McQueen? Uh, the modern director. Not the guy who... Not the great escape. Jumped form. over a fence on a motorbike. No. Well, as oh, far I'd as like I know... i Steve McQueen recreate that. <laughs> I'm surprised that you haven't pitched that as a thing. Is... Is direct British director recreates the Great Escape. The Great Escape. Hey, tune in next week. On the subject of skateboarding, actually, good. Uh, um, Stu has these two suggestions. Yep. Tony Hawk's pro skate full hate. <laughs> That's very good. And Matt Hoffman's pro BMX men. I don't remember Matt Hoffman's pro BMX. Oh, Joel's oh, it's very just, excited. That's hit a right little neuron in my brain of childhood right there. Matt Hoffman's pro BMX was better than Tony Hawk's pro skater. What? Excuse Mic me? drop. Now, maybe that's because I preferred BMXs. Um, but I love Matt Humphrey's BMX. Okay. Dave Mirror was another one. He, uh, was a, he, was big, he was pretty big on the BMX scene. He had his own game. But I only had that as a demo. Whereas oh, I owned yeah. the full version of Matt Hoffman's BMX. I love the Tony Hawk games, though. Yeah? I used to think I was pretty good at skateboarding. I could, I could grind for 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you used to play them. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it three on the GameCube? I think that was my sweet spot. No, four. Was it four in the GameCube? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that one. And there were cheat codes where you could be Boba Fett. Yes. Oh, and also, I like... I still remember the cheat code, right? <laughs> the cheat code you put in was watch me explode. And you unlocked it everything. Unlocked oh, it. Unlocked <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I'm speaking like I would have done when I owned uh, the game. Um, you unlocked everything. And one of them was, was Boba it. Fett, mate. And you had a jetpack. Yeah. Um, it made it very easy. So, yeah. Uh, the, you the, never the... see a hole pipe. <laughs> Well, you do. They're called pipes. <laughs> no, no, Joe, you've just moved house recently. The plumbers aren't calling them hole pipes. They're just calling them pipes. Yeah, I did ask a lot. <laughs> They're like, you see this hole pipe? Can I skateboard in it? <laughs> no, it's, it's really small. <laughs> yeah. um, Is any of the water transported I, by I, half pipe? <laughs> if I cut it in half, will Tony Hawk come round? <laughs> no, again, it's still really small. No. Yeah, and they just roll. They just take all my money. Oh yeah, well, they will. Yeah, we've made them <laughs> skateboard pipes. Um, there's, right. The, the hateful eight is about a bunch of like cowboys and bandits. Oh yeah, this? in a in a in a house in. I don't like the hateful eight. There's a big twist in the middle of it where an actor who you're not expecting, like not a not a staple Tarantino actor, just appears. It's not even in the middle of it, isn't it? How it ends? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, but he's there for like the last like half hour. 
but it is like a four hour film so that is the end but what's really annoying we're talking about the same twist spoiler alert if you haven't seen the hate for late and plan on doing it don't but if you are planning on doing it don't listen to this bit when they come out of the floor yeah that's like, i thought that's like the very end they kill everyone mm, there's a bit of time I maybe what's it's... really annoying about that is that you don't know about them yeah like they're not mentioned previously in the film no it's like a sp- it's so rubbish that is rubbish, though, isn't it? Yeah. So, oh, by the way, they were in the cellar. These guys were in the cellar of this building the whole time. I can't think of the actor's name for the Channing life. Channing Tatum. Of Ta- yeah, Channing What's wrong Tatum. with you today? Channing Tatum well, appears was, out of the forgot, floor. You forgot Buster Keaton and Channing Tatum. The, the you studied. You studied film. <laughs> that was weeks one and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I—I I mean, I think there's a lot more for us to go on off of pro BMX men. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What current X man would be the best at BMX? <laughs> Why not? Because he he doesn't have control of his legs. Yeah, but he can. What can he control? How does he move around in that chair with his mind? Yeah, yeah. Apply that to a fucking BMX, mate. That's like a hmm. Yeah, mm. I don't know how his Magneto powers work. Magneto would be great because they're made of metal, so he could just jump a million feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> Why is that not how it works? He could sit on it and then make it lift up, <laughs> couldn't he? Of course he could. <laughs> and then just keep doing backflips until he wins the X Games. And he keeps looking down and going, have I won the X Games yet? Do another backflip. Have I won the X Games yet? The X-Men I, Games. I've just, got an, I've just got an image of, in my head of him just just like casually sitting on a BMX and, just and then immediately up. rocketing like four miles into the air. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. The reason you've got that image is because that's exactly what I meant. Of course, it can't he do that? He can manipulate metal to do anything. Yeah, but today I feel like his interference with it would affect it. But you're right. Why... Why does he ever travel in planes or anything? He should just BMX everywhere. Just BMX everywhere. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Imagine if Serena McKellen just skidded up every time he was on the scene. I'd love that. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the correct answer, isn't Wolverine, it? Wolverine, bad, punctures. And then the rest of them, oh, just different varying levels of BMX skill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what about this one from Michael? Rob's in the hood. Rob Lowe and Rob Schneider star in this zany comedy about two brothers that try and steal a billionaire's prize painting. The plan is to sell it back to him in an auction with the money raised going to charity. This is quite an involved concept. Mm. I like it. Yeah, that is good. They've obviously got a lot of time on their hands. Hey, leave Michael alone. He's he's a wonderful contributor to this podcast. And if you're listening and you've not been a contributor, then shame Lazy. on you. Slackers. Shame on you. Slackers. Yeah, Think you can do better? Uh, yeah, so Rob Lowe and Rob Schneider. Excellent combo. Yeah, what a combo. Although, like, it's, Rob Schneider's been, like, recently really unwoke, so let's uh, let's not call him excellent. Let's Was he ever woke? Yeah, true. Rob's in the hood, so he's got... The, I guess the thing is, he's got two famous Robs, and then they're doing the Robin Hood kind of thing. Yeah, that's good, that's selling. good. But they're but, super rich. They could just donate some of their money and, you know, good be done with it. Point. So they lose all their money because of this person. Rob Beckett and Robbie Williams. They're both skin, famously skin. <laughs> When I think about Roy Williams and money, money always comes to my mind because I remember he got a record deal once. Yeah, this is amazing. And he came out of the room and stared directly into the news camera and said, I'm rich, I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams. I yeah. really rate that. And people took it like I, seriously. I really, respe- I really respect that. It was an £80 million record deal, I think. Yeah. I, no. really, I really respect it. Yeah. What's he going to do? Oh, oh, bloody, only offered me a couple of quid. <laughs> <laughs> You're Robbie Williams. It was like the height of his yeah. fame. And then he released Escapology. What an album. Come on. Is that? Yeah, that's a great album. Oh, come on. Come on, done. Oh, that's not on that, is it? Oh, God, who gets... Don't know um, who's Robbie, mate. My only issue with this uh, plan, Michael, Would is... you like to see Robbie Williams live? 
I don't think I'd say if I no. said John, I've got two tickets to Robbie live. How much are we saying though? Because I'd imagine he's charging triple. F- yeah, I'd go. Of I've stolen would. them. <laughs> would you tell me that you've stolen them? Because I might feel I'd, a bit bad. I'd turn to you during Angels and I say, <laughs> "These tickets these are nicked from children. I'd nick these from children." And you go, "I don't give a fuck." <laughs> I'm loving you'd Angels. Just go, <laughs> you'd sing over it, pretending you hadn't heard it. <laughs> That is how I deal with any uncomfortable situations. Eight bars from angels. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it's so awkward. Yeah. So when you were choking on that pork scratching. <laughs> I was oh, you're just singing angel. <laughs> you must have a throat surgery. Right. Michael, the issue I have with this is why would you if you've stolen something from someone, you can't sell it back you to can't them sell in auction. You can't. You can't. <laughs> That's the the one person on earth you can't sell it back to is the person you stole it from. <laughs> Especially when it's so specific. It's not like you stole their laptop, wiped it, and then were like, hey, I, just so happens I've got a similar laptop going cheap. It was a very specific art piece. Yeah. Mm. So send us another idea, Michael, yeah. and we'll be yeah. <laughs> B minus. Hopefully B, you can get yeah. an A next B time. Be better, Michael. Be better. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Do you want one from me? Yeah. This one's from Matt. Tell me why I don't like whatever happened to Monday. Wait, what? It's like a beat poem. There's a new, yeah. There's a new Netflix film called Whatever Happened to Monday. Oh, okay. It stars Numi Rapace. It stars her seven times. I've seen, I've seen the film. And? It's shit. More on that uh. in a Tell me why I don't like Mondays. There's a song by the Boomtown Rats. Oh, yeah, I got, I'm, I'm here now. All, all Matt said was, um, the Boomtown Rats soundtrack a confusing vision of the future. Okay. So. Tell me about Whatever Monday. Happened to Monday. Yeah. So it's one of the it's a dystopian future. There's like a new the, uh, the Earth is overpopulated, so they go one child policy. Uh, classic. 
absolute classic solution, right? One child policy, uh, and they they're really strict on it. And there's border patrols, and they scan you. And like, if you've got a sibling, you get taken away and cryogenically frozen. Okay, cool. And the idea is you'll be thawed out when the Earth's population is reduced. It's confusing. That's a confusing premise, right? Yeah. Willem Dafoe has seven kids in the past. Oh, God. His wife, who must die in childbirth, I assume, never really mentioned, has seven children. Right. And he has them at a hospital where they're not going to... It would have been weird if she'd she'd not had seven children after you just said Willem Dafoe. Although, different parents. I apologise. Go back. Sorry. Yeah, this is is 2073. Things have moved on from the crazy world of 2019 where we've all got one parent. (laughs) And he keeps them a secret. And he names them, they're all identical, because they're all played by Numi Rapace, and he names them all after a day of the week. And they can only leave the house on that day of the week. And that's how they live their life. And so they, they're never known to be a sibling, because they all pretend to be one person. Mm. It's an interesting setup. Yeah. It's a really terrible film. Yeah, the concept. I'd recommend watching it. Okay. I'd say, you know, in a former life, we used to do a thing about bad films. Yeah. This would like... Oh, really? That like, bad? I think it could be that bad. Wow. Yeah. She's, because the cast involves great. Yeah, good there's people. some other good people. Glenn Close is in it. Ah. I know, right? Mm. There's really good people in it, but it's really bad. Okay. Well, but it might have been better if the Boomtown Rats were all over the soundtrack. Yeah, so how does this work? Is it just... So Monday disappears. Yeah. That's the idea. Whatever happened to Monday. Okay. Yeah. And it turns out that it was the Boomtown Rats who kidnapped her. Absolutely. Because they don't like they, Monday. They're all about Mondays. Yeah. Ah, okay. Does the Rolling it... Stones turned up for Ruby Tuesday. Has anyone ever written a song about Wednesday? Friday, I'm in love. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Which Easy like about? a Sunday morning. Easy like a Sunday morning. Thursday. 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 Mm, probably. I mean, there must be pop songs for every day of the week, because there must have been some point. Is there a pop song for Shrove Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> is there really? Yeah. Make, is it that making banana pancakes song by yeah. Jack Johnson? That's the one. Pretend like it's Shrove Tuesday yeah. now. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'm I'm on board. A bad film, but just re-soundtracks. Yeah, 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 re-soundtracking films. And I'm quite into that as a suggestion. If people want to suggest um, films they, they've seen, but they, they were watching it thinking, mm. this needs more Geldof. It's specifically, I want suggestions of Geldof. Yeah, Bob Geldof, soundtracking other films. Uh, should we do our ideas? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's have a, I've got a couple. I've got a, a couple I really want to do, quickly. Do quick fire. Uh, Jason, La La Land Before Time. Very good. Dancing Dinosaurs, next. Um, Lizzie, <laughs> Mary Queen of Bots. We love Mary Queen of Scots. We, it's it's such an easy rhyming word, isn't it? She harnesses the power of the dark web for personal gain. So she must live now. Mary Queen yeah. of Bots, yeah. It's like, because obviously like all the bot accounts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets a politics. massive following of bot accounts. So she's actually, she's a hacker. Good. She's a hacker yep. using bots to um, overthrow the government because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she is technically in line for the throne if they went back to the kind of very good royal system very good the royal system yeah what would you call it back to monarchy 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 yeah you're, you, you forgot your brain's not working today I don't know words uh, that's good is that, is that all the quick fire yeah good I'm glad we squoze those in right do you want one from me yeah okay this hasn't got a name but it's pretty high concept stuff <laughs> wow right so there's a family, right? Imagine this family, and they've moved from house to house, and they've only ever lived in haunted houses. Everywhere they've gone, all over the world, Uh-oh. it's haunted. Yeah. Here's the catch. They've gotten so used to it, they love it. They move into a new house that isn't haunted, and they fucking hate it. So you know the classic trope where someone moves into a haunted house? Yeah. And they, you know, they can't sleep. That's the least of their problems, generally, is they can't sleep. But things start happening in the night. Well, this family, that's what they like. So when they move into this new house, and it's silent, 
There's not doors banging in the night. There's no sort of paranormal activity. They hate it, John. They really yeah. hate it. They can't exist in this in this world. So they start inviting people over with unfinished business, killing them in the hope that they'll haunt the house. Oh, I like that. How about that? I'm a big fan. So yeah, they've always moved. They always look online for haunted houses. Yeah, and buy them when they move. And then, and then they bought this one. Maybe it was falsely advertised as being haunted. And they move in, and it's just so calm and placid, and they hate it. You know, there's no like they don't like push the shower mirror, and there's someone behind them. That never happens. Every time they, they're always doing it, they're always doing the things that you would do to, that would normally in a horror film. Like, yeah. they're always putting the shower curtain back really quickly. There's never anything there. They just look sad, and they just can't sleep because it's so quiet and peaceful. They're like drawing ghost faces into the mirrors. Yeah, just to make they're writing feel. messages on the mirror, and then in the <laughs> condensation, but they know it's them. Rent a ghost is a thing. That was all. I just thought that's what. Oh it, yeah, that's, that is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was thinking also they could um, the family. What they'd do is they'd they'd like put online that they're just actually trying to help people out. So they'd be like, "Have you got any unfinished business?" Oh, very good. We're a charity very set good. up very to good. just help very people with unfinished good. business. Yeah. But the problem is like the first bunch of people that they do, it's like they just need to like they've their loft bought, isn't loft conversion isn't done. Yeah, or like you know <laughs> they forgot to get a lemon when they went shopping. Yeah. So the yeah. Fin- the business is the business is finished really quickly, so yeah. the ghosts don't um stay for very long. Yeah. If your unfinished business was your shopping, you'd never be able to do it. Interesting. You could probably sure. do it online. Yeah, probably. Can ghosts get online? <laughs> great. Great. Ghosts on haunted computers and stuff is definitely the next thing, isn't it? They uh, they must have in done film it already. Yeah, they in must the real have world. in the well. Yeah, I think they must have done it. All right. Well, here's uh, an equally high concept idea from me: Shrek's Machina. <laughs> Yeah? Well, yeah, I know. But is that, have you just got the name? Or have you figured out what have, what's going to happen there? Uh, so, um, Lord Farquaad. Yes. There's a, they, yeah, I can see it. They've got similar jawlines. The, uh, the he in. invites Fiona over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she has to work out whether Shrek is a robot or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whether he's an ogre or not. Yeah. And the twist is she's an ogre. Yeah. We're all ogres. Everyone's an ogre. Isn't that kind of what happens at the end of Shrek? That, I think you described Shrek. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to re... Uh, just- it's also some sort of donkey present. It's just an, it's just, here's a wild idea. How about a talking donkey voice by Eddie Murphy? Okay. <laughs> and in the morning, he's making waffles. Hey, I've got two words for you. Yeah? Smash mouth. It's actually one word. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, smash mouth are going to... They're not just going to have one song in this film. No. They'll be soundtracking that, the whole thing. That's quite impressive, isn't it? What, the fact they just got one song in that film, yet somehow they're, like, eternally associated, associated with it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is pretty impressive. Mm. Because at the end of that film, there's I'm a Believer by the Monkees, yeah. as performed no cares about that. by Eddie Murphy, I believe. Eddie Murphy, yeah. The which dragon's is, there. Yeah, which yeah, is... the pigs do have a great turn. Yeah, so... Yeah. Is, it, is that, that the film that ends with the big karaoke session at yeah. the end? I oh. think so. Because two's the wedding. No, I think yes. I, or is three the wedding. At the time, I had that on DVD, and I think, or video maybe. No, maybe DVD. Anyway, uh, but I know that I definitely watched it so many times. I knew that entire karaoke sequence yeah. off by heart. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you'd like be like, now you'd be conducting it. Now yeah. the pigs. <laughs> now the gingerbread Wolf. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of that. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, That's so a good um, idea, mate. Shrek's mass. Yeah. If anyone out there's got a name for my haunted house film suggestion, that'd be great. Genuinely, we are we are the bucket of film ideas is so empty. Yeah, I think there might be a hole in it. Yeah, dear but, Liza. So please, please, if you're listening and haven't done one before, or no, or if you have done one before, and you know, even if we were mean, I'm sorry now, and uh, we'll be less mean next time, maybe. But please send we'll us not make some any film promises. ideas. If you've got thick skin, send them in. 
<laughs> that's the new catchphrase. Yeah, that's the catchphrase. <laughs> it's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, we we know it's the end of the show because there is a knock, knock, knock at the studio door, and entering the room is oh yeah, it's oh, it's Stan and Laurel, and they they seem to be carrying some sort of big pane of glass between them. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> that was me. That was them falling over in a slapstick way. I went to a Christian camp. Yeah. There's a lot. This is a rich seam, right? I spent, a, I spent, I used to occasionally go to a Christian camp in the summer. Are you, were you raised religious? My grandparents were religious, but here's the thing. Oh, sorry. It was sold to me by a guy at school. He was like, I go to this really cool camp Fun. every summer. Yeah. They do loads of cool activities. It's yeah. great. He didn't mention the religious uh, stuff once. And so I I've, went there. Have I told you about this before? No, but I think I had a similar thing as a kid. It was really? a riv- river camp. And, uh. It sounds like a dance. Yeah, it? it does. Yeah, um, yeah, it was river river camp, and um, I was raised as a Roman Catholic, and this was like Church of England. So I was being a bit of a rebel. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so that's you crazy. <laughs> anyway, and it, that's by the by, but they snuck a lot of religion in there without me really knowing about it. Anyway, we were all in dorms, and every night for the week there was like like an ensemble show, and yeah. you could you could say your dorm wanted to do a show, or you could do like an individual sketch every single night, like seven o'clock for an hour or so. They relied on everyone to provide the entertainment. It's quite a lot of pressure. Yeah. There'd be like a couple of hours. You, don't get me wrong. You did a lot of fucking great activities in the day. A lot yes. of sport. A lot of fun. Okay, cool, cool. But, you know, and then you'd, there'd be a meal times and a bit of religion. Uh, but for one ensemble piece, remember this is relating to the invisible pane of glass, right? I don't know where this sketch comes from, so I'm going to pretend we invented it. <laughs> Good. But there's a man squatting on stage, just squatting, right? Yeah. Reading a newspaper. And he's just squatting there, hovering. Another man walks on stage and he goes, this, this is going to be all men because it was all male dorms, obviously. This is Christian camp. <laughs> we barely spoke to the women. Um, another guy goes on stage. He's like, hey, buddy, what are you doing there? And the guy's like, I'm just hanging out on an invisible bench. And the guy's like, is there room enough for me there? And the guy's like, yeah, of course. And so the other guy goes and squats down. And he's next to him. Just starts eating an apple or whatever. Next guy comes out. He's like, you guys, what are you doing? Just hovering there they're like, we're not hovering here we're on the we're on the invisible bench and the guy's like oh yeah my legs really ache could i take a load off with you for a bit and then he goes and sits down with them as well and they're like sure there's so much room on this bench and then the fourth guy comes out he's like guys what are you doing there oh just hovering you know you, they're like we're sat on the invisible bench and that guy's like no you're not i moved it over there yesterday and they all fall over that's quite good it's a good sketch right and we invented that sketch um and that, that, I think that's the moment comedy was born. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener